How's it going, everybody? This is Alex Caceres, and you're listening to Story of the Fight. What is up, Will? What up, what up? Welcome, everybody, to Story of the Fight. My name is Romero. That's my boy, Will, and this is where we talk all things mixed martial arts. Uh, hey, Will, this is one of my favorite episodes of the entire year. So much fun. So much fun. So much it's fun. a predictions episode. Last week we went through and we listened to our predictions from 2023. And hey, I was embarrassed. But that belt that you have right now belongs to me. I'm now the two-time champion. Okay. I held it during the inaugural uh year where we did that. You took it the next year. Now that belt's coming back to me. Going back home or what? Going back home. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we do get going though. I did want to uh, remind everybody that if this is your first time watching or listening, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. goes a long way. Uh, but if you hit that notification bell, you're alert whenever we're doing predictions episodes, recap episodes, fight companions. You might be thinking like, man, I don't like watching these ugly mugs on YouTube. Where else can I listen? Yeah, go to storythefight.com. It'll list all the uh, links. Uh, but it's, yeah, we're on Story of the Fight, Spotify, uh, YouTube, obviously, Twitch, TikTok, Reddit. Instagram, threads, Socials. Yeah. everything. Story of the fight on everything. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Shout out Keith. Said time to fire up the laptops. <laughs> Find myself for you guys awake yet. <laughs> we made it. We made it. Yeah, <laughs> well, really thank you, everybody uh, that's joining us, whether it's live. If you do join us live, it's so much fun because you can actually chat along with us as we're going through the live episode, whether it's a recap, predictions episode. But it makes the show so much better uh, because we're able to bounce off of everybody else's input and ideas, right? And also huh. – like la like yeah. we did last year, like Keith participated in, uh, we want the fan picks also. So we're going to go through and predict who we think is going to end the year with the belt in every weight class. We want all of you guys to do the same thing. Uh, last week, we tallied up the results from last year. And, Regen, right? Uh, shout out Regeneration Nation. Uh, he is going to be taking home a mini version of our belt uh, for that. So It's adorable, submit your picks. It's a little baby belt. It's fantastic. Like you could strap it around your wrist if you want to. Like a little wristwatch, yeah. But yeah, yeah hey, if you, walk so around if you with that, um, Go ahead and submit all your picks. Uh, put them in the comments of this um, this video, and uh, we'll tally them up at the end of the year. And it's a ton of fun. And it's more fun the more fun. people do it. Yeah, for real. Uh, dude, with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Let's do it. Your picks first, my picks first. How you want to do this? Uh, I think the way the slideshow had to be ordered so that we don't know each other's picks, I'll have to be first. On each of them, yeah. Yeah. So if we have the same pick, it's actually because you. Plus, should discuss that before, huh? I think we did. Did we? I don't even remember, bro. Did we? Oh man. Um, Yeah, but we're gonna go ahead and start. We'll start with uh, what women's strawweight. Women's strawweight. So women's strawweight, we have um, we have uh, Zhang Wei Li's probably taking on uh, Yan Xiaonan, right? Is the rumor? There's rumblings that maybe she's gonna fight Grasso at 300, but I doubt that happens. Um, I think they'll probably do Yan Xiaonan versus Zhang Weili. I think Zhang Weili beats her pretty easily. No disrespect. Um, and my pick is uh, booked right now against Amanda Lemos. Um, 
on February 17th. And I think she beats Amanda Lamos. And I think she takes on the next uh, uh, championship bout. And that'll be Tatiana Suarez. And I think Tatiana Suarez beats John Wei Lee. I think it's time. I think it's finally time. It's been years. That is a solid pick, Will. That's a solid pick. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you it's a solid pick because my pick to finish <laughs> the year with the women's strawweight belt is none other than Miss Tatiana Suarez as well. That's also my pick. Uh, look, I gave her a classy picture, Will. I don't know why you went with the hardcore picture, but uh, I'm just – it's an MMA show, and look at her yeah, choking out uh, Andrade. She, she also has class, and she will be able to maintain that class. She'll be a classy champion for us. Now, I think look, she will be. Amanda Lemos just fought for the belt, right? Yeah. So and so for me, yeah. the fact that she's fighting Amanda Lemos in UFC 298, as long as everybody stays healthy leading up to, uh, lets me know that, hey, if she beats Lemos here, UFC, it's a very easy path. To be able to say, okay, cool. She just beat the person that just fought for the belt. Mm-hmm. right? Let's go ahead and toss Tatiana Suarez in there up against uh, Miss Nyon Chanon. And uh, we'll go from there. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think they'll do Zhang Weili versus Yan Chanon. And then uh, Zhang Weili is going to beat her. And then Zhang Weili versus Yan Chanon. I don't care who has the belt. Tatiana Suarez is going to end with the belt at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, George says, uh, do we submit our picks at the end? Uh, you can put our picks. Yeah. Like think, uh, Keith just said, I think we can add our picks anytime in the live chat. Yeah. Add your picks whenever. Um, if you want to go one for one with us, as we just do women's straw weight, you can put your women's straw weight pick. You can put all your picks. If they're not ready yet, just go one by one or after the fact, whatever works. Um, whatever works. Uh, George says Suarez and Pashi first MMA couple champions. Is that the first? Would that be the first? It's got to be right. I don't know. I, I look. If anybody would would know, would be TMZ. Will you know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't. I don't know off the top of my head if we have any couple champions uh, think, that have been out there in the past. I think that would be it. Uh, Shadow Ganskow says uh, Tatiana is totally my pick. I just think it makes sense. It, like you said, barring any injuries or health issues or anything like that, I think a win over Lamosh automatically gets her a title shot. Lamosh is uh, number four in the division. Uh, Tatiana is actually above her already. So. I think they'll do – I don't think Carlos Esparza is getting in the mix at, at all. I think the plan was to do Zhang Wei Li versus Yan Xiaonan in China, and then that all fell through. So I think they're going to still try to do that. I think Zhang Wei Li maybe fights twice this year. And, yeah, I think the second fight will be against Tatiana if she gets past Lemos, which I think is a terrible matchup for Lemos. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Tatiana takes it. Love it. So both of us pick Tatiana Suarez. Yeah. This better not be like last year where we differed on like three picks for all of the divisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see, man, because up next we have the women's flyweight division. Who's your pick there? Uh, women's flyweight. Uh, I went uh, – so what's booked right now? Is anything booked? I think they're probably um, – I think they're probably doing Grasso versus Shevchenko three because the last one was a draw. I would think that they're going to do that. If they don't do that, I think, um, what is it? Uh, this is flyweight. I think Blanchfield is fighting Menon Fioreau, who's number three on Tapology at least. Um, that's in March. I think Blanchfield beats Menon Fioreau, and I think Blanchfield gets a title shot, whether it's against Grasso Ooh. or Shevchenko, if they do that fight, whoever wins that. But I think she beats either one at this point. 
I think Shevchenko's lost that invulnerability aura around her. Uh, and mm. people think there's a chance. And sometimes divisions just need a little bit of hope. And that's what so Alexis Grasso did. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance? I'm going Aaron Blanchfield. I think if Grasso fights Shevchenko, either one who wins will be defending it against Blanchfield. And I think Blanchfield beats either of them if she gets past Manon Furo. Or yeah, Manon, if Shevchen- Manon Furo, by the way, is uh, ranked third on uh, UFC rankings as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like... If you beat her, that's a title shot. The only the only hiccup would be if Shevchenko and Grasso fight and Shevchenko wins, and then they're like, they're one, one, and one. We gotta do a fourth. And it's like, no, don't do it. So they might do that. Um, and that would throw a wrench into my prediction. But what's your prediction? Well, the last <laughs> part that you just said played a huge part in my prediction. Great minds mm. think alike. Cause so I have Alexa Grasso finishing the year with the title, right? Because I think mm-hmm. one of two things is going to happen. Either – look, another classy picture for a classy champion. See, well, these are the pictures that I'm picking, okay? Yeah, they better be the pictures you're picking for the uh, men's divisions too. Not so much. But let me, <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me break this down for you. So I think I think we get another Grasso-Shevchenko fight, right? Yeah, I think that's the move, and, right? One of two things is going to happen. Either Alexa Grasso wins, and something tells me it's going to be a dog fight, right? <laughs> yeah. Straight up dog fight. And she's going to take some time off. I think she's going to be an inactive champion this year, okay? Or Shevchenko wins the title. <clears throat> they give another fight, Shevchenko Grasso again, and mm-hmm. Grasso ends up with the title again. But either way, I have a feeling that Grasso is going to end the year <clears throat> as a champion. And uh, we're going to have the Blanchfields of the world sitting off to the side thinking like, what, what do the, I do? Yeah. What about me? Yeah, you know. And we've seen that happen plenty of times in many divisions, right? Take a look at the white, uh, lightweight division. Uh, take yeah. a look at the, uh, the, uh, the welterweight welter, division. The welterweight division. Yeah, there, there's, it, it happens over and over and over again. <laughs> so I, I feel like it's going to be something similar that's happening with the women's flyweight. Mm-hmm. So give me Alexa Grasso uh, to end the year as a champion. Look at that! Our first uh, different. And she's opinion. good too, man. She's solid. Oh yeah, she's very you know? good. She's, she's very she's, good. She's the number one pound for pound female fighter in the world right now. Yeah. What? <laughs> at least in the rankings. At least in the rankings. At least in the rankings. Uh, alrighty, so we'll uh, we'll move on, Keith. I see you put uh, the men's picks, so we'll go through yours as we do ours. Um, and then Ganskow says Grasso versus Blanchfield. If she beats Firo for the Mexican Independence card, I got Blanchfield. Ooh, let's go Mexican Independence card, dude. I like that. Why don't we have the fight in Mexico City? Why we have Vegas for? <laughs> <laughs> Look, think about that Mexican Independence card, Mexico City, dude. We throw on yeah. Alexa Grasso in there, right? We get Brandon Moreno in there. Dude, well, that's the screw plan. It. We got Yair you know, we'll take that Tiana uh, Suarez, too. Win. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Uh, shout out Chester says, what up, boys? Uh, new to the channel. Saw you commenting on Nick Atkins' one podcast. Always on the hunt for uh, always on the hunt for shows that follow one as well, even though the next hey. time part is looking a bit bland. LOL. Hey, shout out Chester. Thanks for joining, Shout out man. Chester, bro. This hey, and you're joining will- at a perfect time, Chester, because we're predicting the champions for 2024. Who's going to end the year with the belt for 2024? 20- uh, 2024 for every weight division so feel free to uh, hop on and start giving us your picks as well maybe you'll win the uh story of the fight mini belt for the year yeah the mini belt but yeah uh, not much one coverage in this episode but we definitely uh we do uh event reactions and fight rewatches and stuff with one so 
you'll definitely yes. uh, see some one content from us. Uh, Ganscout so, uh, says because we have the sphere. Yeah, that's what nah, they're that's yeah. what they're planning to do, right? They're trying to do the sphere for UFC Noche. Yeah, I, think. I guess, dude. I guess I don't know. I don't think it's the same. Shouldn't it be Noche UFC? Noche the UFC. Is that what it is? How do they market it? Uh, it's uh, uh, UFC Noche UFC. It should be UFC. I don't, know. Noche, I don't even right? remember. I don't speak Spanish. No, no, uh, Noche the UFC is fine. So Keith, uh, he had strawweight Tatiana Suarez as well, flyweight Aaron Blanchfield. So me, me and Keith uh, so far uh, are on the same page, and Ganscout me as well. Uh, I think he went Suarez and uh, Blanchfield as well. All right, we can move on to the best women's division bantamweight. in all of combat sports, women's bantamweight. <laughs> we got uh, right now the title is vacant. <laughs> um, Everybody tuning in right now is like, I don't care about anything else. I want to see who we're predicting for women's bantamweight in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. The most important. Um, this one I was the one I struggled with the most, I think, uh, picks-wise. Um, we got like watching or one. <laughs> we got Juliana Pena at number one, right? She's injured, so they're doing a title fight. Uh, if you didn't realize, they're doing a title fight very soon between uh, Rocky Pennington versus Myra Buena Silva. Um so uh, that's the state of the division. I think Myra Buena Silva probably wins that fight. Um, and I think if Juliana Pena comes back, they'll do that fight. I think she's getting a little long in the tooth. I don't think she wins that fight. And I think if they do the rematch, Grasso versus uh, Shevchenko, I think Shevchenko loses and she finally moves up now that Amanda Nunes is not there. And I think Shevchenko beats anybody at the top of that division if she gets a title shot which is the biggest gamble of this pick but i'm going shevchenko look will i know it's a I big gamble that she even gets a title shot but i respect your pick will okay yeah but i'm telling you right now the person that will finish champion at bantamweight is none other than juliana pena okay Go back to my prediction from 2023. <laughs> Look at that classy picture yet again. Another classy <laughs> champion. <laughs> hey, Will, the next year you're going to be like, dude, let me just take care of all the pictures, okay? Just... <laughs> no, look. Go back to my prediction of 2023. And I specifically said, hey, in the rematch, Pena will lose the belt, okay, to Amanda Nunes. Nunes mm-hmm. retires. And Juliana Pena comes back and wins the belt. That was my prediction. Yeah. I'm upset that Julia Pe- Juliana Penny in the UFC took so long, okay? Because that would have yeah. been another pick for me this last year, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's going to happen <laughs> now. I don't care who fights for the belt, okay? Uh, when Juliana Penny comes back, she's got that wrestling pedigree that's too much for all the women in that division. I don't care who. Myra Bueno Silva? No. <laughs> Okay, Juliana Pena is going to come in there. She's going to dominate <laughs> her with her wrestling, and it's not going to be the prettiest win in the world. You're going to see some down and pound. Okay, Wait, you you're think gonna it's going to be a pound? good win? In you don't think it's going to be a good nah, win? Dude. bantamweight title. She's shot? probably going to be clinching her up against the fence, get some dirty <laughs> boxing in, controlling her up against the cage. She's going to take Maida uh, Bueno Silva down. She's going to land a little bit of ground and pound and win the round. Okay, <laughs> but she's going to win by decision when Juliana Pena gets back. Okay, so just give her the belt now. Give her the yeah, belt I think, now. I think this is the first pick that we like actually disagree with each other. I don't think Pena touches the belt or comes close to it this year. Uh, George says Juliana first bold pick whisper. comes from William. <laughs> uh, Keith has uh, Myra will uh, have the belt. Will uh, yes, he went Myra Bonasilva. That's a good pick. Okay. I almost went that pick, but I just I don't. 
I should. I, maybe I should have. But I think Shevchenko, <laughs> if she loses to Grasso, I think she doesn't stick because she's not going to stick around in that division if she goes 0-2 and one against Grasso. There's no way she stays there. I think she goes back up. It's just I don't know if she gets a title shot because Pena's going to come back and fight. Do, do we? Do I think that there's going to be three title Look. fights in women's bantamweight this year? Probably not. But if there is, I think Shevchenko's involved in a third. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Rocky Raquel Pennington. Ended up beating Maida Bueno Silva. And look, yeah. we, we have let, – let, let me just break down Maida Bueno Silva's last few fights, okay? She beat Yanan Wu by decision, okay? Uh, Stephanie Egger by armbar. That right. was hilarious, right? That was the one where she's like, oh, uh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Lena Landsberg by knee bar, yeah. okay? Uh, and then Holly Holm over, overturned to a no contest. Yeah, because she tested look, positive for like Adderall or something, right? Or weed or something. It was something stupid, but she choked her out. But she did choke her out, like, early. I'm just saying I'm not super impressed with Maida Bueno Silva's resume. If you go back and you take a look no, at Raquel yeah. Pennington's, if you go back and you take a look at Juliana Pena's, they've been finding some of the more elite fighters in the yeah. division uh, for quite some time. And, yes, Juliana Pena a little bit longer in the tooth, but it also means, well, she has more experience. She's gone up against tough like competition. Home? Like, no, no. Okay, time out. Holly Holm was like 60 years old, bro. <laughs> but she's okay? got experience. <laughs> no, but she's 60, okay? Juliana Pena is not 60 years old. She's 34, 35. She'll be probably 35 by the time she fights for the belt. I think Juliana Pena's style, I think she gets subbed by Buena Silva. Uh, <gasps> Ganska hey, hey, says hey, Pena as well. Good call, though, because Juliana Pena's loss, I don't know if you remember. God, who was it, too? When she gets caught in a guillotine choke. Um, I don't remember. Who was it against? And it was she was winning the fight up until she went for a takedown, uh, left her neck in too long, and she gets Duranime, choked out. Yeah, she got stunned by Jermaine Duranime, dude. That's right. And I believe that might have been her first submission in her career. No. For Duranime? Uh, Jermaine, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Shevchenko also subbed Pena. Yeah, yeah. So it, that, that's a good call, Will. That's She's a good call. susceptible to submissions, dude. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> George says let's retire the division Ganskow says he's got Pena Keith says the thing that makes these picks hard is will the fights actually happen in 2024 I think Jalmeida yeah. will beat Tom Aspinall but I don't think that fight will happen in 2024 that's the oh. biggest thing that's the biggest thing because you're like yeah this fight's happening early in the year title fight's happening in January and then so there's gonna be at least probably three title fights in that division and then they like they tear their peck and they don't do it and they're trying to make a steep fight and john jones fights once in the year and you're like what the fuck can we get yeah. some movement please? yeah that's that's the, that's tough the part. toughest it, it is the absolute toughest part keith you're hey george on. says let's just retire the division maybe we give george like a half a point if it ends up being retired by the end of the year yeah yeah did he put you know, well but... let's find out what he puts his picks he might pick because i think he picked that the yeah, yeah, yeah. division that, would be dissolved last that's year. what i'm saying got a, got a full yeah, point yeah yeah all right, um, well, we you can want to move, move on. on to the uh, men's flyweight? Yeah, so far we've spent the most time on women's bantamweight. Who would have guessed, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll start with uh, men's flyweights. Uh, it's time. Uh, Ganskow says, uh, what about women's featherweight? Uh, women's featherweight was officially dissolved last year, so I don't think they're going to do it. Norma Dumont is the last featherweight, and she's fighting at bantamweight soon, so I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um we got <laughs> for the laughing emotion. All right, flyweight. Every year since we've been doing this since 2020, I've been saying Manel Cap, Manel Cap, Manel Cap. He debuts 
in the in the UFC in the top five. He fights. Uh, what was his debut? It was an insane debut because he came from um, Ryzen with my boys over there, and I was like, "Watch out! This guy's gonna take the the, the UFC by storm." And he debuts that. against Alexandre Pantoja. Have you heard of him? Uh, he loses a decision, uh, 29-28. Then he f- fights Mateus Nikolaou, who's ranked right now. And he gets absolutely robbed. Where every single media member gave the fight to Cap, they still didn't give him the fight. And they dropped him out of the top five because of that. And you're like, son of a bitch, what a derailment. And I've been picking Cap, picking Cap, picking pa- Cap. Last year, I finally didn't pick him. Because I was like, he's too far now. They pushed him down the ranking so far. Since then, he got a flying knee knockout in round one against Ode oh, Osborne. Here we go. He got a Dragon Ball Z combo standing TKO against uh, Zuma Gulov in the in round one. He beat David Dvorak in a decision. They booked him against Alex Alex Perez. He pulled out. They booked him against Davidson Figueroa. He pulled out. They booked him against Kai Kara France. He pulled out. He fights Felipe Dos Santos on a short notice. He beats him in a in a fight of the year contender. And they book him back against Mateus Nicolau, who I think is ranked right now close to the top. He's ranked number five. So Manel Cap is marching his way back. Whether they fight him or not, he's going to beat Nicolau again. He's going to actually get the result this time. And his next fight will be for the belt. And he will win that. And he will be the UFC champ by the end of 2024. Will, I knew you were going to pick Manel Cap. I did. Coming into this, I'm typing up my stuff yesterday. I thought... Okay, so this is a lock. Will's picking Manel Cop. But you know what lock, I say? Dude. I sell I say Manel Cap, C A P, okay? Cap <laughs> as in it's a lie, it's not gonna happen. All right. So let me tell you. We have Alejandra Pantoja. Alejandra Pantoja, okay? Mm-hmm. Here are my notes, okay? Here's a man that wants to make his dad proud. That's number one, okay? That's a, <laughs> a huge motivator. Number two, he has Brandon Moreno's number. Unfortunately, I love Brandon Moreno. He's one of my favorite fighters, uh, right? I I don't see Brandon Moreno taking the belt from Alejandra Pantoja. Okay. Yeah, no. He just beat Brandon Royval. Okay, so that's yep. another one of the top guys uh, within the division. We have Amir Albazi, who looks like a contender, but same thing. I take a look at uh, Albazi's uh, resume. Right, he beat Kaikara France by decision. Before that, he beat. Uh, Alessandro Costa, before that, he beat Figueiredo. And you're like, what? You beat Figueiredo? No, no, no. He didn't beat Other one. Davison Figueiredo. <laughs> yeah. No, he beat Little Francisco Figueiredo. Yeah. Not a big deal, right? No. So he still has more to show for me. And he's fighting okay? Moreno, so he has his, has the platform. He does, he does. But that's what I'm saying. Manel, cap. Okay? <laughs> Not going to happen. Alejandro Pantoja stays in champion for the rest of this year. Give me Alejandro Pantoja. Yeah, hey, yeah, hey shout bad. out Rich. Look, he's putting the little cap emoji on there. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Ganskow says, I have Makayev, beats Perez in uh, uh, United Arab Emirates, then gets a good high rank win to earn a title shot at the end of the year and wins. I could see that because I think the UFC will try to push him, and that's a good like shout that, that he'll get a title shot. I like shot. that too. Um, I don't Ganskow, think so. Ganskow, hey, that's Perez. good. I don't think he beats Perez because I don't think Perez makes it to the fight. That's my bold prediction. Um, if you look at Perez's resume, the amount of times he has pulled out of fights is absolutely insane. Um, but I think, you know, <clears throat> I think Albazi, if he gets past Moreno, he's going to get a title shot. I think he'll get a title shot over Manel Cop, right? Um, but I think he fights so slow 
and he brings you down to his work rate, you know, Albazi does, that I don't think he can handle the fireworks that Pantoja is going to bring in that mm-hmm. fight if they do match up. And I think Pantoja just completely swarms him and yep. and just drowns him, right? I agree. And I think that's that'll be Pantoja's first fight of the year if Albazi gets past Moreno. I think he's down to fight twice. He's got like 10 kids. He's got to feed them kids. You know what I mean? So yeah. Manel Cap gets Pat. I think it's Manel's year, dude. And I think their first fight, Pantoja versus Manel, was very close. And if you look back at what the general consensus was at the end of that fight was, wow, that looked like Manel definitely could have won that fight, but he just thought he was already doing enough. Yep. And it's like, I think he learned from that because after that, he's out there starching dudes. And I think also... Pantoja's in wars. Dogfight, dogfight, dogfight. That shit catches up to you. It really, really does. Um, so For yeah, sure. And and he's been in a lot of dogfights recently, right? That's all he's been doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm at it. I'm at it. All right. So yeah. uh, up next, <laughs> we do have the men's bantamweight division. Will, who is your pick? I think – so we got Sean O'Malley. I should have worn my O'Malley tie that shirt. Uh, O'Malley – uh is fighting Cheeto Vera in March, March 9th. Uh a very good fight, a rematch. Uh a lot of a lot of book, book fights right now in the top like 10 of uh Bantamweight, which is good. You love to see it because Aljo's up there now fighting Calvin Cater. We got uh Piotr Jan versus uh Song Yedong. We got uh Sanhagen who's supposed to be fighting Nurmagomedov. It's not booked yet, but that's the rumblings. But the big one is Marab Dvalishvili versus Henry Cejudo. I think Marab beats Henry Cejudo. And I think despite Cheeto Vera's success, despite O'Malley's rise to the top mm-hmm. and beating Piotr Jan, that it wasn't controversial at all. Everybody agreed. And then he knocks out Aljo, and it wasn't a late stoppage. Everybody agrees it was a good stoppage. Sean O'Malley, Cheeto Vera, no matter who is at the top, when Marab beats Henry Cejudo... Marab's going to drown him, and he's going to be champ. It's finally his time. Marab, Tvalishvili. Will, I like your pick. I do. <laughs> uh, because I also picked Marab, Tvalishvili. <laughs> now, he so has already taken O'Malley's, O'Malley's jacket. Yeah, now, the jacket <laughs> he's coming for the belt from O'Malley. Now, um, I, I, I'm with you, right? From George. I, I, I think I, I could see... Cheeto Vera possibly beating O'Malley. I, th- I think it's a real possibility. Yeah, um, I mean, he already did once. Yeah, and it doesn't matter whether it's O'Malley. doesn't matter whether it's Cheeto. There's nobody in this division that can keep up with Marab's cardio, his nonstop pressure. He drowns people, right? We're going to see mm-hmm. Henry Cejudo, somebody who uh, is a two-way division champ. Uh, he's also a gold medalist. That's why they call him Triple C. And so when he, he, he probably haven't heard. It's crazy. They never bring that up. Never. But <laughs> when Rob goes through and does what I think he can do to, to Henry mm-hmm. and make him look like he shouldn't even be amongst the top of the, of the division, I, I think it's just going to catapult Rob. And plus, his boy, Aljamain Sterling, is no longer yeah. in the division. That's the only reason Rob hasn't gotten the title right now. The only yeah. thing that was holding Rob back was Aljamain being there? Because they've said they would never fight each other. Mm-hmm. Or else he'd already be champion. He would be champion right now if it weren't for that. But after this year, or during this year when he wins the title, and after this year, we're going to see the reign of Marab Valishvili for the next few years, I think. 
Yeah, Ganscow says O'Malley beats Cheeto, then doesn't fight again for the rest of the year to do something else. I could see an Ooh. interim belt introduced at some time. That's not a bad pick. Hey, uh, Gascow, it, very similar to with, with me with my pick with Alexa Grasso, right? I picked Alexa Grasso yeah. due to inactivity, right? Like I, I feel like she's gonna defend the belt once, but for some reason, something in my gut, right, is telling me, <laughs> hey, pick Alexa Grasso due to inactivity. I like that pick, Gascow. Yeah, uh, George says, man, imagine if Triple C upsets Marab. I think the hardest fight in the near future for Marab is the one he has booked. I think Henry is the hardest fight for, for Marab. That could throw a wrench in the entire thing for me. Um, that being said, Henry's also, he was inactive for so long. I, I just don't know if he can keep with the pace, which sounds crazy because he's a wrestler by nature, but the Marab pace is so nuts. And MMA grappling is different than Olympic Look wrestling. <laughs> and, you know, Aljo already beat uh, Cejudo and Marab's training with Aljo. I, I think, I think he can beat Cejudo. That's the biggest thing is like, if he does beat him, he's a champ. He'll be the champ. But I, that's the toughest part of this that's prediction big for me is if he beats Cejudo. It really is because they're both such good grapplers, you know. How good would it be when Rob fights for the title? Let's say O'Malley still has a belt that he walks out to the octagon with the with jacket, the jacket. On. How good fine. would that be, dude? <laughs> that would be good. That would be amazing, right? Uh, great uh, Ganskow call from says, Ganskow. Henry is also 36. Yeah, if you guys don't know the, the new – the hot stat, which is – very interesting in all time ufc history uh below middleweight so welterweight and lower uh fighters in title shots who are 35 and older are one and 32 i believe is the record for fighters 35 and up uh a shout out josh happy new year's story of the fight brothers i'm glad josh hopped on because i'm gonna reference josh later on in the podcast i was hoping you'd hop on look at that teaser yeah uh, all right, we'll move on to uh, what are we at? Men's featherweights. And Men's featherweight. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one has been a lock for me for years. Ooh. And this time is the first time there's a little bit of doubt in that lock. Uh, I'm still going with my boy Volkanovski. Uh, <clears throat> he is uh, so goddamn good. Uh, he's booked against Ilya Tapuria in February. I think everybody's like, oh, Ilya's going to be the next champ. He's the guy to beat Volk. He's the guy to beat Volk. I don't necessarily think so. I think it's possible, but there's things that we have not seen from Tapuria that I just don't, it, it, I can't confidently pick him. And there's plenty of things I've seen in Volkanovsky that let me confidently pick him. Uh, Ilya Tapuria, everyone's like, look what he did to Josh Emmett. Most people do that to Josh Emmett. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's not. You don't get caught with a big right. You're gonna you, you win. You could do that to Josh Emmett. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna win unless you're no disrespect. You get robbed. Love you, Josh Emmett. Yeah, no disrespect. I love the guy. It's a very fun action fighter. Uh, that being said, Josh Emmett refuses to adapt mid-fight. He looks for that right hand. He looks for the shuffle into the right hand over and over and over again. Can you and there was him, things dude, when when you could do what good. you can to like Bryce Mitchell, like yeah, what he did to him. Like, I would want to do that too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But you see, Ilya Tapuria stay behind the jab, stay behind his shoulder, fight in front of his over his feet. Uh, and just stick him and move it. And that was well and good, but he was able to do that because of a stationary target that he only had one thing to worry about, and that's all he had to worry about. Keith goes to Puria. I think uh, Ganskow also goes to Puria. He's on the hype train. He's very good. <laughs> nice. But, and like I said, he could be the guy, and Volk will be over 35 when they fight, and that's the whole stat, right? If anybody's the exception to that, I think Volk would be. He's so great. But I just haven't seen 
what I have seen, and the, can you pull that picture up real quick, Rich? Uh, the Volkanovsky one. Um, what I have seen from Volkanovsky is his ability to make reads and adjustments mid-fight and from fight to fight, depending on his opponent. This this counter shot here that he lands on Yair, he he baited that kick from Yair early in the fight and he set up the right hand off of it. And then he baited it again to land it again. Like he's he's so cerebral and he's so good yeah, at the game plans and IQ adjusting so the game good, plan. Man. And I just, we haven't, and this is not a knock on Ilya because nobody has forced him to, but I just don't know if he can do that on the fly at the high level that Volk can. And I think that will be the difference maker until, and, and we need a fight like this to know, you know, because like yeah. I know Volk will adapt mid fight and it's up to Ilya to adapt uh, in response to that. And maybe he can, but we haven't seen him have to yet. So because of that, I can't pick Ilya. Um, that being said, I'm picking Volk, but I think this might be the year that he gets dethroned. I just don't know by who. I think he gets through Ilya, and I don't know what's next from after that. But I couldn't see I, – I wouldn't be surprised if this is the year he gets dethroned at, at featherweight. But I got to go with my guy because looking at it after Ilya, I, I don't think Yair beats him. I don't think Max beats him. I don't think Arnold Allen beats him. So it's like I don't know who would be the guy to dethrone him, but yeah, this might be the year. But I don't think uh, Ganskow says Tapuria kept mauling my favorite fighters, earned my respect, <laughs> and became my favorite fighter. You know what's so Good funny point. about that, Ganskow? That's exactly how I felt about Volk. Yeah. Because yeah. fighting Max Holloway, fighting all these uh, other fighters, like he was fighting a lot of my favorite fighters and just dismantling them, earning my respect. Now Volk is one of my favorite fighters, right? So it's so mm -hmm. funny how that happens. Uh, hey, changing you know, the guard, dude. That might yeah, be Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. Well, Will, uh, let me tell you who my pick is at featherweight. I have Ilya Taporia to lose against Volkanovski. So check this out. Oh, you like what I did there? A little trickery. So <laughs> look, man, this might be wishful thinking on my end, right? I just mentioned the fact yeah. that Volk is now one of my favorite fighters as well due to the fact that he's dismantled a lot of my other favorite fighters. Uh, he's on the last chapters of his career. He's coming off a big KO loss to Islam. And a lot of people say, hey, when you get knocked out like that, that takes something from you. Uh, yeah. Ilya Tapuria, he's the young lion. He's coming in undefeated. But I'm still thinking that Volkanovsky proves people wrong and shows that the KO loss was a fluke. Look, he's human. Anybody yeah. can get caught, right? <laughs> Islam is one of the best fighters in all of mixed martial <laughs> arts right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, shout out to Richard Casual, who, but I believe this is his favorite fighter overall, right? Yeah, I think so. He, this might be the only fighter that when he sees his picture without the name underneath, he knows that's full. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> the other day we showed a picture, right? Of uh, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say I was gonna say uh, Francis Ngannou, but it was the wrong person. But so look, yeah. check it out. Give me Volkanovski. I still think that he has one more good year left in him. Yeah, one more good that. year left in him. And I think that next year is the year that he's dethroned. Uh, and you talk about his IQ. And I've seen what Henry Cejudo has been able to do with his IQ outside of the octagon. Yeah. Training a lot of these fighters. I could so see Volkanovsky's next chapter of his career being coaching. Like he's oh, that yeah. cerebral and he, his fight level, his fight IQ is that high level that I think that he can pass so much on. Uh, to the new generation, right? So I, I think we're going to continue seeing Volk in some way, shape, or form in mixed martial arts for a long time to come. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I, I also think, <clears throat> I just don't know, the, the Josh Emmett fight, like I said, it was very good, and it was a very solid game plan from Ilya. 
But there was things that I was like being the armchair quarterback, right? At home watching that, I was like, leg kick. Armchair so heavy on his like leg. Throw kicks, you know, it'll set up all these things. Like there were so many things that Josh Emmett could have done that I know Volk will do. And I don't know if Ilya can can change that. Keith says Volk has the sympathy, respect, vote, LOL. But lightweight, I've got Armin Saryukian against the Islam hype train, LOL. Well, with that, Ooh. we can move on. We could move Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the men's, men's lightweight. lightweight division next, yeah? Yeah, very good. Very good division. Um, so, let's see. We got, hey, by the uh, way, so far we've been going through and, and making these picks. When I was going through and just taking, <laughs> taking a look at the Bantamweight division, I was saying to myself, oh, my God. Like yeah, one crazy. through eight is absolutely insane. And yeah, I know that we really used to is. say the exact same thing about the lightweight division, uh, mm-hmm. but you have some of the older folks there, right? That like yeah. have been lingering the around. Starters, hanging on. The Bantamweight has to be the best division right now in the Sh- US. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Right? It's insane. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ganskow says lightweight is the hardest division with all the random super fights that can materialize out of nowhere. Yeah, they're talking about Islam going up and fighting Leon. Like, Volk has he still hasn't defended his belt against a lightweight. He's only defended it against Volk twice. Not to his fault. Like he was supposed to defend it against Charles, but but he did beat a lightweight for the belt. He did beat a lightweight for the belt. Yeah, um, one of the best. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so yeah, we got uh, Islam Makachev is the champ. Oliveira is number one. Gaethje's number two. Dustin's at three. Saryukin's creeping up there finally at four. Uh, Michael Chandler's five. So that's the top five. Um. Gamrot is booked against RDA, which is crazy because RDA has been holding on to that ranking despite fighting in welterweight. Um, other than that, there's really no fights booked. They're talking about Darius versus Saryukin. If you beat Darius, does that give you a title shot now? I don't know because he's lost a couple times now. Um, he might need to get one more in there. Maybe if Armin wins against Benil, he fights one more time against someone like Dustin or like uh, someone at the top there. And then he might get a title shot if he wins that. But now we're talking about three title fights. And I don't think we're getting three. I think we're only getting two out of Islam. Um, they talk, he, he's talking about that's, he wants that's, to fight before Ramadan. Yeah. He wants to fight before Ramadan. And then they're probably going to hold him off until they go back to Dubai or something like that. Uh, I think we only get two. And I think those two are going to be Gaethje and Charles Oliveira. And I think Islam mm. beats both of them. Uh, I don't know which one they'll do first because they're talking about Oliveira running oh, it back. He's supposed to fight him. Yeah, one of the best of the year last year. Um, yeah, for, for anybody just listening, please, you, you got to join us on YouTube because the pictures that we share sometimes give me chills, right? It's yeah. that good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, I think, <sighs> you know, they're talking about Gaethje got the title shot off of knocking out Dustin. He was supposed to be next after Oliveira. Oliveira had to pull out of his fight. So it's like, do they do that one first? Do they do Gaethje? And they're still talking about it. I think he maybe is going to fight before Ramadan. I'm not sure, though. He clearly wants to, and I don't know what they're doing, but... I think he beats Gaethje. I think he beats Oliveira uh, again. Um, I, I just don't see either of those guys putting it together in a way that he could he could be beat. I think the only guy who can give him real trouble at lightweight is Armin, but I don't think that fight's happening this year. That might be a, a 2025. Uh, Ganskow says, Islam is my pick. His striking is just as good as his wrestling. Who beats this monster? No one. Yeah. It, like I said, Armin is the only guy I think who can give him a competitive fight, I don't, but I don't know if he actually wins that fight. You know, mm. the first fight was incredible, fantastic fight. But clearly, Islam has grown, Armin's grown. Who has grown more? I don't know. Yeah, good, yeah. good. Um, so for men's lightweight, I have Islam Mahashev as well. Yeah. Uh, so listen, Khabib since day one, 
has been saying, hey, this fighter is better than me, right? Mm -hmm. This guy is better than me. Uh, he's just as good at wrestling and a better striker. DC has been saying that, right? Everybody coming out of AKA saying that. Uh, yeah. He goes from taking pictures at Ross with Josh yeah, to going on a 13-fight <laughs> win streak. Right? I hope Josh is still on the stream. Charles the Bronx, Oliveira for the belt, and then defends it twice against Volk. Sure, Volk is not a true lightweight, but Volk mm -hmm. is one of the best fighters in all of mixed martial arts right now. One of the best pound-for-pound yeah. -pound fighters in all of mixed martial arts. So I don't want to downplay that either, right? Because that first fight was actually pretty close. It was, it was, yeah. I mean, I had, I had Islam winning clearly, but it was still very good. <laughs> Shout out Poetan Navro. Wait till Patty hits his prime. <laughs> Poetan. Hey, this, what? We have the Poetan on with us right now? Fantastic, like man. Later we on. have Pareda. Pareda on with us. Yeah. So, I like that, by the way. Uh, he's going straight with his boy, Patty Pimblett. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know if he's going to be competing for any belts, but uh, I think that he, we're going to start seeing an increase in competition for Patty the oh, Batty. We'll see definitely. how that goes. He, he looked pretty good in his last fight. But listen, he's in a very dangerous division. Uh, to Ganskow's point, this division is one of the hardest to predict because this is the division where there's so many fights that are made based off popularity. Now, oh, yeah. let me ask you this. Let's say that Connor comes out and absolutely starches Chandler. There's a chance that he could actually be fighting for the belt against Islam. You don't think so? Not at 155. You don't think they, they would ever book it? I don't think Connor ever wants to go back to 155. Mm, you, you think, think Connor's going to put the work in to get a 155? Man, I, I think that Connor has an ego that's so large, right? And he would be able to fight Khabib's boy, try to get some revenge, try to take the title back and say, I'm out. I think he knows. But my point is that I, I don't think that's out of the picture, right? Oh, yeah, I don't think I, yeah. that Dustin Poirier getting another shot is out of the picture. I don't think that Gaethje getting a shot is out of the picture. Like there's so many folks that we schedule in this mm -hmm. division based off of popularity and then we give shots to based off popularity that it's a yeah. very hard division to predict, man. Well, you, uh, Dana White, remember when they used to do those fighter conferences and stuff? And then like Kobe Bryant was there, I think. And he was like, you guys should all unionize. And the UFC was like, what the fuck? Get this guy out of here. Uh, <laughs> but at, at one of those conferences, those summits or athlete summits or whatever they called them, Dana told Nate Corey, yeah, we don't give title shots based off who deserves it or the rankings. It's all about what we can sell. Like, that's not a secret, you know? So you're right. Like, anything yeah. could happen. And this division Gans is the, a division with stars, right? Gans Gans says Connor would have to get, get off the, the sauce. sauce. Not mm. going to happen. I don't think – look. look if he, is Asada still like, here? <laughs> yeah, no. But Give if, him all if, the sauce. He ain't getting off the sauce. <laughs> but if Connor, if Connor came out and he called out Chandler like he did and said we're at 170, then maybe. The fact that he's like, we'll do it at 185 in June. I don't think he's fighting this year for a belt at 155. Yeah. He says McRoids. Yeah, that's the new diet. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think Islam's a good pick. I think he fights Gaethje and Oliveira this year. I think that's what happens. Potan says, uh, Anshul Jubilee becomes number one contender by end of 2024. But what if he fights another dog? What if somebody barks at him again? I don't know if he can... <laughs> I don't know. If, there's a wall there. There's a barrier. I don't know. Jubilee, I do like. He's a very clean, uh, surgical fighter. Uh, but I don't know if he's got that dog in him. Hey, but shout out to uh, Poatan. Thank you for joining us as well. Make sure that you are submitting your picks along with us so that we can also see if you win a story of the fight mini belt uh, yeah, at the end of the year. If you missed the first part of the stream, these are the picks for every division. Uh, whoever 
ends the year with the belt at East Division. Whoever gets the most uh, picks correct gets a mini version of the story of the fight belt. Oh, that thing's so a we beauty. Will recap at the end of the year. Uh, so yeah, make sure you get your picks in. Uh, we'll right. move on to welterweight. Yes, men's welterweight. Right now, we got Leon Rocky Edwards against Bilal Muhammad at UFC 300. Right, that's pretty much all but confirmed. I like the fight. I actually really like the oh. fight. Um, we got uh, who's who's ranked right now? We got uh, Usman still at number one. We don't really know where he's at though. If he's going to stay at welterweight or if he's going to be at middleweight, we got Bilal Muhammad at two, getting a title shot finally. We got Shavkat Rachmanov just got to number three. We got Gilbert Burns at four. Gilbert Burns is fighting Jack Della Magdalena. Um, so I think realistically, if we're saying two or three, right? Uh, shout out Keith. Thanks for uh, regulating the chat. Appreciate that. Um, but we got, uh, you know, that's April. Leon versus Bilal's in April. Do you think Leon fights three? T- if he wins, do you think he fights three times this year or two? Two. I think it's two. And I think it's Bilal. And I think it's Shavkat Rachmanov. And I got Shavkat. Uh, he's taking some time off probably because he he tore something in his, uh, his ankle. But I think he's next. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have him fight again before a title shot. They might just say, fuck it. He just beat Wonderboy. Let's get him up there. Um, especially if Leon versus Bilal is not a very exciting fight. I think they're like, get Shavkat in now. Mm-hmm. And I think he beats Bilal. And I think I think <sighs> Leon versus Shavkat's a tough fight, but I think Shavkat can get it done. I do. I like uh, your so pick. Keith. Keith says Shavkat as well. I think I think Leon beats Bilal. And I think uh, Shavkat takes him. <laughs> Poor Tan coming oh, in with his pick. <laughs> Ian will wag the welterweight. Haters going to hate. And he's fighting the guy in this picture. just not the right guy. He's fighting Jeff Neal uh, oh, in February. If he gets past Jeff Neal, he's close. Hey, we're, we're seeing close. the ascension of yeah. Ian Gary. Oh, we are seeing the ascension. Yeah, yeah. So a uh, good call there. Ganskow says uh, Shavkat gets the belt from Neon. <laughs> Who is Bilal? Look. Ganskow, I love you, man. That's fantastic. Can't remember the name. And that's why I went like this, right? Because for me, that's a snoozer. And I'm not saying it's a snoozer (laughs) because it's not a good matchup. I'm saying this because we've already seen this. And I don't think from from that fight through what I've seen from Bilal Muhammad since since he fought Leon Edwards, I don't see a different strategy. Now, granted, he might go up against Leon and say, hey, this I'm going to have to change it up a little bit. He might. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't think he's good enough to beat – Leon Edwards. I don't want to see I, this fight again. I'll say this. I know Bilal gets a lot of hate. And I think it's it's like now become kind of a joke to hate on him. And I I, I think it's hilarious because I'll do it too. But credit where credit's due. He has not lost since 2019. Since then, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine wins against Gilbert Burns, Sean Brady, Vicente Luque, Wonderboy, Damian Maya. Uh, you know, like he's fighting these good guys and if you look at it, Gilbert Burns, he didn't shoot one takedown. Picked him apart, picked him apart on the feet against Sean Brady. Not one takedown shot, and he TKOs him in the second round. Vicente Luque dragged him into deep waters, took him down over and over again. Stephen Thompson dragged him to deep waters, took him down over and over again. And what we see is when he fights a striker, he drags him into deep waters. When he fights a grappler, he beats the brakes off of him on the feet. It might not be crazy flashy knockouts, but the guy's output is very good. He's a workhorse. So the guy is changing things depending on the opponent. And the fact that he fought Leon already and got a feel of that, I think I think he does come in with a different game plan. Will it be enough to beat him? Probably not. I think Leon still beats him. But I am interested in the fight. 
This is a guy that has not lost in almost 10 fights. Yeah, man. For me, it was just so so lopsided what we did see between uh, Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad. I remember it being very lopsided. I rewatched it. It really wasn't. I'll go back and rewatch it. I'll go back and I, I remember it. I remember it being Leon on the gas and just starching him with straight punches, a high kick in there, and was just beating the brakes off of him. And it was just like inevitable. Rewatching it, Leon was winning for sure, but it wasn't as like it wasn't as dangerous as I, I remember it being. It it was I'm, it wasn't I don't know. I'm if gonna watch it headed, and I'm gonna put a comment on on the video afterwards to say, hey, you know, you're right. Rewatched it and it was a lot closer than I thought, or I'm gonna rewatch mm-hmm. it and say I don't know what you were smoking, Will, because it seems but super lopsided. I think, <laughs> I think the biggest part about it, though, for me, is the fact that Bilal has changed his game plan so much for his last five opponents, depending on who he's fighting. And the fact that he already fought Leon, I really think we're going to see a different approach from Bilal. And that, for me, is very interesting. And that's what I want out of title fights. Popularity contest stuff is fine sometimes, but I want an interesting matchup. And this has interesting aspects of it for me that i do actually really like the fight and i'm glad it's happening so that being said give me shafkat rachmanov man look check it out Leon edwards has already beaten uzman right right yep. Bilal muhammad for me i don't think is a true threat to mm-hmm. leon edwards uh that leaves us with the division's boogeyman the person that a lot of people have been trying to avoid fighting. And it's not just the fact that he's coming in 18-0, Will. He's coming in 18-0, finishing every single fight. He's won 10 wins by submission. He has 10 wins by submission, 8 by KO. Some would say that is pretty pretty balanced. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't matter Almost what you want to do. <laughs> and it, he he's the best thing to come out of Kazakhstan since Borat. This guy yeah. is loved by so many <laughs> Uh, it's his time. It's his time. It Put is. the boogeyman in there. Put him up against Leon Edwards. Uh, he's going to get the title. And after that, after that, this division might become boring. It might become yeah. boring in the sense that he's going to clear out the division. We're going to say, what's next, man? Because he seems to have the perfect built for yeah. Walter Wade as well, right? Uh, you see some of these other champions sometimes, like let's say an Alex Pereira, right? And we're like, well, you know, he – he beat Izzy, but he's going to have to go up eventually. He can only cut down from yeah. 220 pounds to 185 for so long. No, this is the perfect yeah, division for Shavkat Rachmanov. So he's going he's gonna to win, and he's going to keep the belt for quite some time. He's going to be an easy lock for us years down the road when we're doing this podcast and doing this I think so episode. I think so, too. Uh, and if Leon beats Bilal and Shavkat, man, Leon starts to be considered very highly. If he can get past Usman... Twice back to back, Colby, uh, Bilal, and then Shavkat. That's a very good that, resume as a champion. That very good for me now separates you from a lot of the other previous champions, champions and puts yeah. you up there with like an Usman, for example. Yeah, not quite you know Zuski I mean? yet, but no, but not yet. Hey, let's slow down, yet. okay, dude? Hey, the UFC was marketing and they still Pump market the brakes, Usman as as the the welterweight goat, and it's like, what are we doing here? Let's pump the brakes. Uh, yeah, but let's uh, put the foot back on the gas and move up to middleweight. Uh, we got – middleweight's an interesting one because mm-hmm. uh, we got the champ that everybody picked, Sean Strickland. He's fighting Drickus Duplessis <laughs> in January, but is he? I don't know. The word in the uh, the WhatsApp groups 
are that Strickland's got a nasty case of staff on his hip, and we don't know if the fight's happening because it's only in They think two it's weeks. staff. It was actually fireworks uh, from when he had oh, that firework it? fight. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Did oh. you see that video? Yeah, it doesn't look good. I hope it's fireworks. <laughs> it's, not, it's not looking good, man. Uh, yeah, Ganska says, I'm gambling and going all in on Allen. Ooh, similar to Strickland in 24, an underdog mm. rise. Probably gets it done by rear naked choke. Uh, like all in on Allen. I like that. Yeah, that's a good pick. Allen is kind of a dark horse a little bit right now at middleweight. Um, but you know who was a dark horse for a long time that took me a long time to get on the train? Drickus Duplessis. But that being said, I think he beats Sean Strickland, uh, in a couple weeks, uh, because I don't think that defense is going to hold up against someone who just Donkey Kong barrels through it with no regard, like Drickus Duplessis does. Um, I don't know that the mechanics aren't sound. The game plans are very good, though. It's just it doesn't look like it should work, but it does. And I don't think that that mummy guard, the marching step, I don't think that's going to work against someone like Drickus. I think Drickus barrels through Sean Strickland. Uh, I think he finishes them within three rounds. The rematch. Nope. I think if he beats Sean Strickland in January, I think they build Drickus Duplessis versus Israel Adesanya. It's a massive fight. The African stuff that was going on uh between him south africa uh him he's saying he's the only real african champ is he took that personally uh is he said that he's out till 2027 then he said just kidding guys and he's out there bulking up he looks big and everyone's like he's going to light heavyweight and maybe he is to fight alex Pededa, but i don't i don't think so i think he's waiting to see what happens with sean strickland versus drickus duplessis and i think they do that fight eventually this year is he versus duplessis if he beats him uh if he beats uh uh sean strickland but I think Izzy's coming back, and he'll fight Drickus Duplessis, and I think he's a very bad matchup for Drickus, and I think he ends the year with the belt uh, to become a three-time middleweight champ, I believe. Nice. Give me Israel Adesanya. Nice. Um, and when I said the rematch, I meant the rematch between Drykus and uh, Sean Strickland that's going on now because their first matchup was in the stands. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And <laughs> Sean Strickland point. has one up right now on Drykus Duplessis, so... It was a um, no contest. He bit him. Oh, da- dang, dude. That's yeah, my bit him. So, <laughs> Poetan uh, says this... Israel Adesanya. Wow. Coming from Alex Pereira, you know, that means himself. Something. Alex Pereira himself. Holy smokes. Yeah. And Poetan, I apologize for showing this picture uh, as the, the choice for uh, Izzy. Uh, but look, I, I picked Izzy as well. So, this is going to be a quick one, right? All the mm. points you hit on are the exact same points. I almost feel like oh, you look took at a look that. at mine. Yeah. I almost feel like you I took the a look right at after. <laughs> I always feel like you took a look at my notes uh, because same thing. Drykus goes through uh, Strickland. Uh, Izzy was absolutely not serious when he said, see you in 2027. Uh, he's going to see an opportunity to come back and take the belt from somebody that he has previous beef with, right? So, so title shot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also for him, I think that stylistically, he's going to think it's a good opportunity for me to come back. And even if he doesn't want to continue fighting for – Two or three years, I think he sees this as an opportunity to get the belt back easily. Uh, and then after that, if he wants to ride off into the sunset, he can, right? Go buy another yeah. McLaren, go chill at home and watch uh, your boys fight, you know? Uh, I th- but I think, I, I think Izzy ends it with the belt. Yeah, because I do think most people would say Izzy probably needs to get a fight in before another title shot. But I don't think he will if it's Drickus. If Drickus has the belt, I don't think he does need to fight again. I think the UFC will see that as a nice little beef, some drama they can sell. A nice paper. Oh, Ganskow says Alex and Izzy will fight light heavyweight at 300. Can you imagine? A lot of people are thinking that's happening. 
We'll see. Can you we'll see. imagine? Take my money. Yeah. <laughs> Take my money right now. Look, <laughs> look. UFC, let's move Bilal Muhammad versus Leon Edwards out. Okay? Put it UFC 301. Okay? Wait, why can't you give just me... do both? No. No, you know why? Because you're going to give me Moreno versus Pantoja again. Or Moreno <laughs> versus – no, no, versus Davis and Figadeo though again. You know, give me a Grasso versus Shevchenko again. I don't care. Just let them fight every freaking weekend. Whenever those people fight, dude, True. take my money. Take my money. You want to make an yeah. entertaining card or not? I think that's what people – people are like – I think people's some people's expectations of UFC 300 are so crazy, right? That they're like, they're like, oh, we need this fight, we need this fight, we need this fight. But it's like if you look back at like 200, the main event was Misha Tate versus Amanda Nunes. That was the main event of UFC 200, and all the other fights uh, we had Lesnar versus Mark Hunt as the co-main, no belt, no belt on the line. We had uh, was it Aldo versus Frankie Edgar um, mm. for the interim belt. Uh, we had DC was supposed to be fighting John Jones that fell through. So he fights Anderson Silva, um, no belt on the line. So like it's, it's big fights, but it's not necessarily rankings wise, the most sense fights, you know? Yep. So I think, yeah, Moreno versus Figueredo. I don't think that's happening, but, uh, he's no, fighting no, Bobby, toss right? but, way, please. but stuff like that, I think is more pay-per-view. Izzy versus Alex is a, is a good shout. I think that might happen. Um, Hey, let me ask you this. I don't think well. it's a good move. Davis and Figueiredo versus Brandon Marino fight ten times. Mm-hmm. How many times does Marino win? Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Seven. Uh, Gansko says best combat sports rivalry of all time. It has to be made. Uh, I yeah. I, I think I think Alex will be on three hundred. They've been quiet about it. I think right now the only title fight is Alex uh, or is uh, Bilal versus Leon. I think that's either going to be the co-main or the feature bout. I think there might be if they do a light heavyweight title, that'll be the co-main. I think they're really trying to get Aspinall to defend his belt for the main event. Um, I just don't know if that happens, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Hey, I don't know where I'm going with that. By the but, way, Maynard, Edgar, uh, Iceman versus Tito Ortiz, uh, John, John Jones, Jones DC. versus DC. You know, uh, these are all really, really good rivalries too. Yeah. Uh, you know, that but yeah, real. absolutely. Uh, is he? <laughs> who? DC versus John Jones? No, all of all those ones you just named felt like oh, yeah. real, actual hatred of each other. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, right now when Ganskell mentioned that rivalry, it just got me thinking of all these other awesome rivalries uh, yeah. that we've seen in the past. Right. So, uh, n- nice call out there. All right, if we're Gans- moving on Gans- to light heavyweight. As- Ganskell says if Aspinall has to defend, uh, John should be or Jones should be stripped. I don't know how I feel about that necessarily. I think the biggest thing isn't necessarily for me. Asmal defending the interim belt because that's essentially what the interim belt is, right? While the champ's away, that is the champion. So I'm fine with them defending. What I don't like is them saying that John's going to fight Stipe mm-hmm. instead of unifying the belt. If you have an interim title holder and a champion then fights somebody else while that guy has the interim belt, in my opinion, that's the big no-no. Right? You, you know like, who else doesn't like that? Aspinall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's been very <laughs> open about that. So much so yeah. that Stipe replied, was like, hey, dude, my bad. Okay, like, yeah. I never pulled out of the John Jones fight, by the way. He, <laughs> yeah. he said, I haven't delayed that John Jones fight, but after I beat John, we can unify. And I was like, yeah, hey, that's legit. I, it's very cool to if say, you're but Aspinall, okay. If you're Aspinall, though, and somebody like Stipe tells you that, I'd be like, you're right, sir. I'm sorry. You're like, damn it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, heavyweight sorry, goat. Sorry. You're right. All right. Yeah. Uh, light heavyweight. <laughs> UFC heavyweight. Uh, yeah, so we'll go light heavyweight. Um, Alex Pedeta is the champ right now. I think there's a very good chance that he does fight Izzy at 300. 
Um, I would not be surprised if that happens. Um, but we do have Magomed Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker in a week. And I think he's going to beat Johnny Walker. And I think he's going to get a title shot. And I think oh. if he's fighting Alex Pereira, I think he beats Alex. And I think Ankalaev ends the year with the belt because light heavyweight moves very slow. You have uh, Yizri's fighting Rakic on 300. That's a very good fight, a fight that will get, I think, either of them a title fight, whoever wins. But I think they'll be behind Ankalaev. And I don't know if Ankalaev mm. wins the belt and defends it this year. I don't think that, I don't think that happens. Um, so I'm going to go... And and they're talking about Jamal Hill is going to fight Alex when he comes back. I don't know what that time. Like, that dude ruptured his Achilles. He's out there fighting his brother. He's like 300 pounds right now. I don't think he's fighting anytime soon. I think uh, Alex will have to defend his belt before Hill comes back. And if it's against Ankalaev, that's a big if. But if it's against Ankalaev, I think Ankalaev really uh, takes out his grappling um, and wins. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I can see that says, happening. Ganskow says light heavyweight is a poetan. He sleeps on Kalaev with the knee as he shoots. He's Ooh, he's I like that. Good. It's hard All to right. pick against him, but because he's done so much. Uh, poetan wrestles like I like how Poetan is uh, in the comments talking in the third person. Yeah, I like it. I, <laughs> hey, shout out, right? Shout out to Padeda yeah. there. All right. Uh, no disrespect to you, Mr. Poetan, uh, but light heavyweight, I do not have Poetan ending the year with the belt. I have Mr. Gidri Prohaska. That's the boy. So I think that they'll get a fight in early for Poetan early next year. Uh, I don't care who it is. I, I think Poetan uh, has a, a, a chance to knock anybody out. Okay, mm-hmm. just like uh, Ganskow had mentioned, whether it's Ankalaev, you know, anybody. Uh, but I think Gidri gets past Alexander Rakic. Yeah. And then we set up a big rematch. This would be a huge rematch. Oh, Poetan versus Gidri. I want that. And Yiji learns from his previous mistakes, is able to weather the storm, and ends the year as a champ, and then goes back to submerge himself in the ocean <laughs> to have the best meditation. Uh, that's like uh, what? What are they, sensory uh, deprivation tanks? That's the yeah, ultimate yeah. sensory deprivation tank. Yiji just Summer. skips a tiny tank and goes straight down to the bottom of the ocean. Look at him. And then he goes up. He's like climbing glaciers and like Iceland and shit. It's like the guy's everywhere. Low sea level, true nomad. High sea level doesn't matter, yeah. dude. This samurai is ready to go at any point in time. Awesome. By the way, that tree stump <laughs> he's sitting on. Word on the streets is that that was one of the tallest trees back in Czechoslovakia, and he actually chopped it down with his hand before he sat on the stump. So I'm just <laughs> saying, shot. this guy's uh, yeah, this guy's a beast. This guy's yeah. a beast. Give me EG Pro Hustle. I hope. Look, I pick Uncle Live, but I hope it's EG. That's my fucking boy. We got the fucking, we got the the signed glove, you know. Yiju's the boy. Yeah, I, I hope I hope he wins. Uh, I hope he gets it, but I just don't know. I just don't know. All right, uh, uh, last one. one. Yeah, heavyweight, heavyweight, the baddest man on the planet. Look, we all know heavyweight's an absolute shit show right now. John Jones has the belt. He was supposed to fight Stipe in what November, um, and he was supposed to fight Stipe in November. He tears his pack. Tom Asimov gets off the couch on like two weeks' notice, whatever it was, starches Sergey Pavlovich, the scariest puncher in the division, and gets the interim belt. But then they're like, no, John Jones, when he comes back, he's still fighting Stipe, regardless of the interim belt. And I think that's horseshit. But I think what happens is Aspinall is going to have to defend that interim belt against somebody, 
uh, Cyril Ghosn maybe, Curtis Blades maybe, uh, Jalton Almeida maybe, depending on how that fight goes between them. I think it's one of those three. I think he beats all three of them. I think uh, Jalton is a little too young uh, at heavyweight to beat someone like Aspinall right now. I think Aspinall defends the belt against one of those three. I think John Jones fights Stipe. If that if that happens, John Jones wins and then retires, and uh, Tom becomes the unified, uh, undisputed champion of the division. And I got to go with my boy Tommy Aspinall. Will, that's an excellent pick. That's an same as Ganskow. Ganskow says yes. heavyweight. I got Aspinall. Jones and Stipe don't want that smoke and both retire like Herman and Cummings. Tom is promoted to undisputed. Yeah, come on. I like it. You know what? And I also go Tom Aspinall. Tom Aspinall, my 2023 Fighter of the Year. That was my pick, right? Yeah. A lot of people laughed at me. They scoffed at my pick. But I say no. I stick behind it. Give me Tommy Aspinall, okay? He's a nightmare for anybody. He's a matchup nightmare for anybody. Uh, and, you know, I know I'm going to hear some pay- some people, right, that say, well, what about Jolton Almeida? He's big and moves like a middleweight too. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, Tom Aspinall <laughs> is one of the most well-rounded fighters in all of mixed martial arts, okay? He's a true heavyweight, okay? Jolton Almeida maybe weighing in at 212, 215, uh, you know, he's solid. Yeah, yeah. But Tom Aspinall, what, weighing in 225, 230, and he's still moving that way? He carries that power? He's uh, a very legitimate black belt in jiu-jitsu, okay? Jiu-jitsu. Uh, his striking game, super crisp, fundamentally sound, dude. I don't care who you throw up against Tommy Aspinall. Uh, that's what I call him. Uh, he has a nickname for me too. But Tommy <laughs> will be able to hold on to that belt for years to come. Give me Tommy Aspinall, dude. Ending the year with the belt. Yeah, so Tom, Tom has been weighing in at 260. Jalton Almeida has been weighing in at 235 for his previous Oh, belt. okay, so it was the other way. So he's 235, but Tommy's actually 260. Yeah, dude, and just think about how he freaking moves at 260. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. unbelievable, man. This guy's a freak of nature. So much so that sometimes his body's like, can't do that. You know, can't move yeah. like that. Here goes yeah. the hey, ACL. Yeah. Uh, but hey, man, he, you're he 260. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he's, but he's built like a freaking truck, good. man. He, he's, he's fantastic. He's he, he since the beginning, we watched his first fights in the UFC, and we were in awe. Of this we were, guy, yeah, Will. We right? So, give me Tommy Aspinall. Yeah. I like that it. was it. That was all of our picks. That's every division. Every division, in. man. Um, so, yeah. This was a uh, lot of fun. Yeah, it's always so much fun. And like we said, these are the people we think are going to end the year with the belt at each division. Uh, this year, or 2023, I lost the belt to Ramiro, so I'll be shipping this his way. Uh Regen is getting a belt for his picks of 2023. Uh, so make sure you submit your picks uh, either in the live chat or in the comments after this or DM us on Instagram. It's better if you put it in the comments here, but if you don't and we know who you are, we'll be reaching out probably to get your picks because uh, what is the first? Is it not this week, but next week is uh, Strickland, right? Yeah. So we got. As long as the health is there. As long as it helps there, but we got Rocky. So uh, we need picks before <coughs> Pennington and Myra Buena Silva start their walkout. Once they start their walkout, we are locked in. So locked that in. is on. We're closed. The, We're closed yeah. if that's the case. That is January 20th. So we need picks by January 20th. And then uh, that way, 
at the end of the year, we'll go through and see who got the most picks between me and Ramiro. We'll go through and see. We'll tally up the scores of all of the uh, commented votes, the fan votes, and it's super fun. And then you get a belt yep. out of it, and it's free. Shout out Keith, <laughs> George, Ganskow, uh, Chester. Oh, Chester. Oh, a ton joining us. I'm sure he's in the middle of training right now. And for him to yeah. join us live, that, that means a lot to me. Uh, right? Uh, who else did we have that hopped on? Do we have anybody else? Josh, Coleslaw. Coleslaw, of course, dude. I hope he heard that reference. Uh, Shout earlier. out Carlos jumping in right now saying, Oi, hey, Carlos, make sure you put. Uh, we put your uh, picks in on the comments. Put in your picks. Who you think is going to end the year with the belts? Uh, and then you can get a mini belt. Uh, Ganska says I'll post on X. Ganska's active on X, huh? I, I love it. Better at that. I'm not good at that. We need to get better at social media in general, dude. We're, we're so bad at it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> we're sorry. So bad at it. Uh, so again, uh, this is your first time listening. Please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. It goes a long way, man. Uh, get a notification about. Uh, we should do more fight companions. It's always so much fun whenever we've done dude, that. I'm right? down. Just let me know. Hey, Poetan you know, says, "Give me Tommy." Let's go, oh, like Poetan. Make sure you comment. I, I want to see your picks for the whole for all the divisions. Make sure you comment. It doesn't I'm have sure, to be in the uh, live chat. You can come back. I'm and, surprised and Poetan did not pick himself to be both the champion yeah. light heavyweight and heavyweight, but that's that shows a lot of humility on his part. Great job, Poetan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, submit. Uh, and man, again, always a lot of fun when everybody hops on. You make this oh, show yeah. so much better. So thank you so much. Uh, where, where can they find us? Well, storythefight.com is it or something Story, like that? Yeah, storythefight.com. You'll see everything. You'll see the merch store. We can get the Story of the Fight shirt, the beanie, the hoodie, the other shirt. The other shirt, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, story of the fight everywhere. TikTok, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitch, Threads, X, or X now, not Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Breaker, all that stuff. I'm, I'm so looking forward to this year, though. Uh, this year is going to be so much fun with the podcast. Look, you know, uh, think about the years that we've had well, going on. Let's. Uh, I would like to say shout out to everybody for, for tuning in and stuff. Keith says do more fight companions. Uh, I I do love the fight companions. Um, last year we started the year with like eighteen hundred subscribers. Uh, right now we're at ninety eight hundred, which is pretty fucking cool that we've gone up that many subscribers this year. Um, so it's been cool. It's been a cool year. I think next year it's going to extrapolate even further. I think it's exponential growth. I think if we do fight companions, things like that, we get more interaction with you guys. I think it's a cool community that we have. I think everybody who is yeah. a regular here is just super fucking cool. Um, it's, it's very fun doing all this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Keith says do more fight companions. Uh, we talked about doing more shorts, uh, just around any breaking news that might come out, you know? So like we're coming up with different ideas, uh, to try to, you know, uh, create more interaction uh, with the listeners as well. So if you could think of anything else, just message us. Shoot it out our way. Yeah. We'll, we'll take Shoot everything into consideration. Instagram is probably the best way to get to us, Story of the Fight on Instagram. I think that's probably the best, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, do us a favor in the chat. Give Rich the Casual, our producer, one solid reason why he should start watching fights with us. And maybe this next year, <laughs> yeah. maybe next year, oh, he, uh, he goes through – and puts his own picks in as well. So come on, dude. oh my, look at it's that. gonna be all blurry, but come on. Story of the fight pillow. And my grandma stitched this, dude. Come on, dude, that's sick. I can't. It's blurry. Oh, look at that. I was gonna put it. I forgot to put it on the other sh the end of the year show. But come on, dude. Uh, Key saying Ramiro needs to find a bit of uh, time instead of gaming. Hey, that's not me. 
you got me confused with Rich the Casual. Rich is the one uh, that <laughs> will pick gaming over watching any fights, uh, unfortunately. So, yeah, uh, and maybe that's we'll, what we we'll do there. too. We gotta we gotta figure out the share play. Maybe we fight each other on uh, UFC five or something. You know, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we should do more picks episodes, more fight companions, things like that. Those are so much fun. Uh, he says, "Story the fight pillows." Let's go. Hell yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, hey, by the way, in case anybody's tuning in for the first time, they don't know this show right here is actually produced by Richard Bustos, also known as Richard Casual. Hey, crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> 